Welcome to South Mims U, the academic hub of surprising subjects and research projects which no one else dares to do, or even thinks of. That's why we are rapidly rising up the ranks of the world's universities. Expect South Mims U to be up there with the greats very soon. This episode is about something you probably take for granted each time you answer the phone. The greeting you make, you say, hello. It's an ancient word that's always been used to initiate a conversation, isn't it? Well, actually, that's wrong. In fact, the word itself is relatively new, and back when the telephone was invented, there was a struggle to establish just what you say on the phone at the start and the end of a conversation. It was quite a debate. And to talk about that subject, we've asked our lecturer in technological anthropology, Keith Bellbell, to take part in this episode. Only he insists on doing it over the phone. So I've come into my office here at South Mims to call him up on the phone, which is what I'm going to do right now. Ahoy! Oh, hello. Uh, that's Keith, isn't it? No, of course it is. Nice to talk to you, Kyle. All right. I hope this is a good time to uh, do our little uh, discussion. It's a great time, no problem. I was just... We were just rehearsing for the play we're putting on with the Department of Dramatic Arts next month. Oh, yes, right. OK, well, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, but let's start with um, what you've just said. The play? No, no, ahoy. You said ahoy. You didn't say hello. Well, that's because it's a proper way to answer a phone call. Ahoy. But no-one says ahoy. Well, they don't, because the inventor of the telephone, Alexander Graham Bell, distant uh, relative of mine, he's the first Bell in my surname, by the way, uh, he lost a titanic battle to establish the proper greeting on the telephone. It was a fork in the road of history which, if we'd taken it, would have, I believe, led to a more tolerant and civilised society where communication was more respectful and measured. Well, that's quite a claim. Well, it's what I believe, and it's what my play, Ahoy to the Second Future for Humanity, is all about. Well, we'll get to the play later, as I said. Well, Daphne here, uh, she's my leading lady. You'll know her from the admissions office. Oh, yes, yes, Daphne, yes, I, I, know, I know she likes to act. Well, she has Meryl Streep-like qualities, mixed with a hint of uh, Sophia Loren in her prime. Well, I, I guess. Uh, oh, OK, well, let's... Talk about the fact that you're um, you're distantly related to Alexander Graham Bell. Uh, that's right, isn't it? Well, my mother, on her father's cousin's side, was a member of the Graham family, as in Graham Bell. But your name is Bell Bell. That's right. Well, what of it? Uh, oh, well, nothing. Um, AGB, as I like to call Alexander Graham Bell, pioneered many ways to teach the deaf. He was married to a deaf woman. Not many people know that. He did great work in that area. Yeah, yes, uh, that's quite well documented. Well, it's well documented. It's not well known. That's the critical difference. And what's even less well known was AGB's belief in the greeting, Ahoy. But in the, <laughs> in the long-running TV show, The Simpsons, Montgomery Burns always answered the phone with Ahoy. He did, he did. But that was a joke. A joke I never appreciated. It was meant to show that Burns was peculiar, slightly mad, eccentric, but not in a nice way. I don't think the ahoy was actually critical to, to that, though, Keith. Well, <clears throat> it put back my campaign to get ahoy adopted by Apple by, by years. Sorry, your campaign? Yeah. 
I managed to get a meeting with Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, during the development phase of the first iPhone. Really? I was working for a military radio company, the company which became Vodafone, to be precise, and I'd been seconded to Silicon Valley to help work on the first generation of smartphones. For Apple? No, no, for a rival tech company, which uh, which unfortunately went bust. Uh, oh, right, OK. But but you met Steve Jobs, I mean, the Steve Jobs. I, I did. He'd heard of the work we were doing and was interested in a specific component which he thought might enhance one of the iPhone prototypes. I engaged him in conversation. <laughs> did you say, uh, ahoy, Mr Jobs? Well, I did, actually. It's what caught his attention. He said to me, hi, Monty Perns, and I said... Actually, I'm a distant relative of AGV, and we spent a good two hours talking about the history of the telephone, of which he was very knowledgeable, a great man. So uh, what was his view on Ahoy? Well, he didn't think we could revive it, though he was sympathetic to the court. He admired Thomas Edison, who was the chief promoter of the course, almost hectoring greeting hello, and Mr Jobs wished history had turned out differently, but he didn't think you could change people's habits after so long. But in the end, it was, uh, it was about a, a sen- it's only about a century of telephone usage that you had to battle, so... <laughs> yeah, well, yes, a century isn't long when you think in historical terms, but it's a very long in terms of technological change. I am still campaigning, though. OK, well, let's establish what the word, words mean. Hello and ahoy, I mean. Ahoy is a nautical term, originally. It's a way of drawing someone's attention to something, as in land ahoy or ship ahoy. And it's also a way of attracting attention to a person who wants to communicate. Ahoy there! I know it doesn't sound very polite, but it is, in truth, very civil. But hello is polite. I mean, it's polite, isn't it? No, it isn't. It's far from it. It's actually a word that came into common usage in the early 19th century, to command a servant or an underling to do something, or to chastise someone for doing something they ought to be doing. Um, can you give examples of that? Sure, it's like, hello, bring my bags, will you? Or, uh, hello, what do you think you're doing? <clears throat> it's also an expression of, of surprise. Hello, what's this? So it wasn't used when two people met on the street? Not, not at all. The most common greetings for centuries were linked to the time of day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day. See the difference? The word good is a nicer word, yes. Exactly. You can also start a conversation with uh, how are you or how do you do? An immediate concern for the well-being of the person you're meeting. You see, it's very human and it establishes an, an immediate rapport. Hello, it's just, it's abrupt, it's quite vulgar. But hasn't usage, I mean the constant use of that word over 100 years, softened the meaning of hello? No, it's just normal, it's, it's neutral. Yes, I admit that, but just being neutral isn't good enough. We want more civility in society. You will admit that society right now is particularly uncivil. Yes, I will admit that. Well, the word hello has a lot to do with that, and that's Thomas Edison's fault. He was a rival of AGB, and he just wanted, in my opinion, to undermine the legacy of the true inventor of the telephone, which was, at the time, a radical technology which transformed the way humans interacted with each other. Yes, I think we've lost sight of of just how radical the telephone was at the time. Well, we take it for granted. 
we take so many technologies for granted. <clears throat> we don't understand just how fundamentally they can change the way human society works. The telephone, for the first time, gave people the ability to talk to people who did not live within a few miles of their home. It transformed human communication. It broadened our horizons. It accelerated commerce and industry and sparked the second industrial revolution. But everyone said hello, so it actually didn't hinder that transformation you're talking about. Aha, but the hellos made that transformation, in my opinion, harsher for the great majority of people. Hello, my contention is, was a capitalist word. Oh, and, and ahoy isn't? It's a more human word, as I said. It's a, it's a softer greeting. Well, why not stick with good morning and so on? Yeah, but it's not appropriate for answering a telephone. Oh, I suppose. But, of course, now we say hi quite a lot. Ah! I hate that. It's a mini hello. It's a stripped-down, gutted hello. It's like an expression of pain. Look, I have to talk. I hate talking. Hi. OK, I, I think that's... Well, I mean, I think you're overdoing it a bit there, Keith. Hi is an abomination. H-E-B must be rolling in his grave. Well, if only he'd installed a phone in his coffin. <laughs> uh, Keith? You don't need to be flippant. Sorry, I'm sorry. Let's go on. How did Hello win the greetings stakes? Well, there's an interesting publication by Amon Shea called The First Telephone Book. And he tracks the struggle between Ahoy and Hello and shows how the coming of the first list of people who had phones, uh, which came to be called the telephone book or the directory, included instructions about how to use a telephone and which greetings were appropriate. Oh, really? So people were told what to say? Yes, just as you get a book of instructions when you buy a new technology. Which are usually badly written. <laughs> Indeed, but they include examples of how you can use the tech. And the early telephone was the same. And these books pushed hello instead of ahoy? They did. I believe Edison had something to do with it. It was a conspiracy. He wanted to try and overshadow AGB just because Edison hadn't managed to invent the telephone. Um, though, to give him credit, Edison that is, he did invent the microphone that made the telephone function better, the, the carbon microphone. Yeah, here we go. Edison, Edison, bloody Edison. Yes, he did invent what's called the carbon grain transmitter, which boosted the voice signal, especially if the line was a distant one. Yes, I admit that. But it was an improvement, not an invention. But it was important. Whose side are you on? Oh, well, no one's side. I just wanted to get the facts straight. Ah, are you an Edisonite? A what? Edisonite, a member of the the cult which worships a man who invented more duds than anyone else. Well, he, d he did invent some pretty important things, like uh, the light bulb. Stop right there. The man was a charlatan. Well, look, look let's, let's stick to the telephone, shall we? we? We know that that was invented by Alexander Graham Bell, although wasn't there someone called Elisha Gray who also... Um... Another myth! I don't think I want to continue this discussion. No, no, sorry, sorry, Keith. Let, let's stick to Ahoy. Ahoy, yeah, yeah, Ahoy. I must keep focused on the bigger prize, 
burying Edison can come later. So Edison conspired, in your opinion, with the publishers of the phone books, the first phone books, to get his hello to be adopted by telephone users. Conspired. Yes. Yes, it was a conspiracy. That's my theory. The very first phone book, published in 1878 in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, included the instruction... Begin a conversation with a firm and cheery hello, spelt with a U, not an E. But it sounds cheery, you know, hello. <laughs> Surely that wasn't as dismissive as you said it was. I mean, back then they didn't feel that way. Propaganda, lies, falsehoods. Edison all over. OK, so what did Alexander Graham Bell do to counter the hello camp? He was dignified and serene. He used Ahoy his whole life. He expected his friends and family to do so too. And he hoped that civility would win out and Ahoy would be adopted by finer people, not the rabble. <laughs> well, that sounds a little uh, elitist. Edison was a populist, the tech trump of his time. Well, that's stretching it a bit, isn't it, Keith? Not at all. Edison was a self-aggrandising narcissist who attempted to grab the limelight at every turn. For instance, in his battle with Tesla over AC and DC, he created an electric chair to prove that his system was better, the DC current, that is, and executed first a pig and then a man, and both died in great agony to prove his point, which was false. Uh, isn't dying in the electric chair just as bad whether it's AC or DC? That's not the point. Uh, OK, sorry. Nikola Tesla was another misunderstood genius who suffered at the hands of Edison. OK, so you're trying to get Ahoy adopted in honour of your rather distant relative, Alexander Graham Bell. That is right, and my play is set in an Orwellian future where hello is only used by the wealthy elite who rule with an iron fist. My main character, Keith, is a political prisoner sent to a gulag in Glossop. So, sorry, hold on. Your, your main character is called Keith. Yes. OK, and so he's modelled on you? A little. He's a former academic, fired from his job at a leading university, little like South Mims, you, and he heroically begins to uncover the suppression of human kindness by technology and the hidden secret that Ahoy is the key to cooperation and the revolution which will overthrow the rules of Edisonville. Edisonville? The capital of Thomasonia, a superstate which encompasses the United States and Canada, with a satellite slave-run economy in the UK. Hence me being in Glossop. A gulag in Glossop. It'll happen if we don't return to the gold standard of telephonic greeting, ahoy. OK, and this might sound like a, a stupid question. Uh, uh, what about at the end of a telephone conversation? What do we say then? That is all. Oh, are we at the end of your time? No, 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 no. That is all is the way you should end the call. A simple, that is all, thank you. I added the thank you. Well, that's a bit uh, abrupt, isn't it? It's elegant, simple, none of this, uh, goodbye, see ya, have a great time, etc, etc. Our department has done research on the time wasted by long goodbyes. <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> what? The long goodbye. You know, Raymond Chandler and all that. What? Well, nothing, nothing. Carry on.
We recorded 500 telephone calls and then measured the time it took to end them. Then we extrapolated those results to the general population. Did you know that we spend 24.3 hours every year saying goodbye to people? That's a whole day wasted. A day in which you could be doing so much more. That is all would save us 18.9 of those hours and boost the economic output of this country and the world. Right. Okay. well, that's a fascinating statistic, Keith. And it's been a great conversation, but we have actually run out of time and I must bring this episode to an end. So um, that uh, is all. Oh, oh, well, Okay. well, right. That that really is all, folks. Um, So now I know why in those cartoons I watched as a kid that they always ended with that's it, folks. Amazing. Well, please download more episodes of the South Mims U podcast and like us in all the right places. Goodbye. I mean, that is all. Mm-hmm.